It's an idea as old as society itself, exchanging money for goods and services, like podcasts. So if you want some of that, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCast, they said it would take an army to get the mob out of Harlem. This is the army. This is the BAMFCast war. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey! Hey, Hey, BAMFCast! BAMFCast. NPR edition. Episode 534. Coming to you on the internet. (laughs) No? All right, I'm Elias Deke Bronkowski. I just want to fuck with this shit just once. I mean, I'm on automatic here. I was just, <laughs> just like, I gotta once. do something different. Never mm-hmm. fucked with my shit before, yeah. but now I just want to come in all nice and mellow because I'm Harlow of the Bad Movie Teens. Hey, I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bad Movie Teens is we go in and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it. Then they get ratings. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. Yeah, one to five jocks and robot jocks. Fucking robot jocks. Robot jocks. I like robot jocks. However, they're about to find out. There are bad bad movies. Doesn't stay away. What? They get a negative sliding scales and one to five bags and some giant bags of trash. Gross. And they're about to find out. Yeah. That we don't have to worry about that probably this week. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Because it's still Black Exploitation History Month. Hell yes, it yes, is. It is. It's the most wonderful time of the year, like I keep telling everyone. Yeah. These movies can get bags just like any other movie. It, sure, of course they can. It I takes can. a lot for us to to really hate a black exploitation movie, though. I feel. Mm-hmm. But there have been some. There, there have been yes, a few. Yes. There have been a few that Will disappointed. this be one? No. Okay. I don't think so. Spoilers, no. everyone. God, spoiler. Jeez. Hey, we said we were going to start doing that. Hey, guys, go watch Gordon's War. Yeah, I did say, like, maybe oh, yeah. we should just come to a consensus of, like... <laughs> if this is literally your first time listening to the show, <laughs> right. we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yes. So, just like, hey, if you're like, what, is, what are they going to talk about? We are going <laughs> to we're do gonna a, talk about Gordon's War. We're going to do a blow-by-blow recap of the movie and spoil every aspect. Uh, I mean, not every aspect, because there's a lot of shit in this movie and every movie that is not worth yeah, we mentioning. Don't, we don't cover everything. everything. worth spoiling yeah. is going to get spoiled in the um, next and so 90 think, odd minutes. You know, maybe in the future we just start the podcast with like, yeah, yeah, go watch this one. We're, we're, we're not saying our ratings, but yeah, this one you can watch. There are good copies of it. It's not a, it's That's not my a shit show. rating. Yeah. You can watch it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm saying there are good copies. Like we've seen some that is just like, it looks like triple dub VHS, I, you know. I remember just telling somebody, yeah, that, it's watchable. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you have eyes, yes, anything is watchable. <laughs> True. I was like, that depends. Well, honestly. It's just like anything's within walking distance if you have enough time. No. Also true. Yeah. And enough bridges. Yeah. And it's not 3,000 degrees in Orlando in July. <laughs> and you're going True. to an IHOP. True. True. Yeah. We all did that. True. Or BW. Very specific example. <laughs> yes. <but accurate. laughs> yes. That's way back. In, you got to. <laughs> yeah. You got to. Listen way back to mm-hmm. learn that Just story. Anyone so, that's been to Orlando in July knows that it's like the that you don't of walk the sun. to the yeah. to the I you don't work yeah. at, walk anywhere. It's just what Orlando people say. It's yeah. like, hey, you know, you don't walk to the IHOP in July. <laughs> yeah, that old, you know, that old catchphrase. <laughs> Any fuck, Orlando it's, it's knows. There's basically fuck shack, and uh, you don't walk to the IHOP in, in July. July. Yeah. <laughs> fuck shack's on OBT, right? Yes. Yeah. Where cinnamon works. No, that's as in, as in Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Orlandians are not fans. 
Orlandonians. No. Long-term Orlandians are not fans. Yeah, of, man, that one guy who hates tangents on podcasts they, is gone. No, they used to. They used to. Well, they, I mean, there was like fuck Shaq billboards in Orlando when oh, yeah. he left. I mean, seriously, like, yeah, three D ones. In fact, he was a goddamn traitor. He was. Yeah. <laughs> 3D billboards of fuck Shaq. Yeah. Anyway. So, Gordon's War. Gordon's War. Tell me about Gordon's War. Gordon's War. Shaquille O'Neal. No. no. Oh, wow. But he it did, is, however, starring... Uh, it stars Paul Winfield. It does. You uh, may have seen him in The Terminator. Or... <laughs> or Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. <laughs> or actual movies that we've uh, we've done here, like Troubleman. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, a, if I'm not mistaken, a unanimous five jocks movie. Certainly high. Because Troubleman is very fucking high. awesome. Very good uh, original Gangsters. <laughs> not so much... It was a nice effort, a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> good effort. Yeah, yeah. he, he made a showing in uh, Force Month in Irresistible Force. Ah, I'm sure you remember that 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 hot banger. Is that the Stacy Keach, uh, Cynthia Rothrock one? It is actually in the shopping wow. mall. Wow, you whoa, you remember your hot bangers? You're pro. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, also stars Tony King, uh-huh. uh, who a lot of a lot of black exploitation on his uh, on his docket. He was in Shaft. He was in Bucktown. He was also in Raiders of Atlantis, mm. so mm. A, a very storied career for old uh, hey, Tony King. He followed Fred Williamson. He did, sure. Yeah, Gilbert Lewis is kind of like your main bad guy in this one. We haven't done any movies of his, but he's in Across 110th Street. Yeah, so. we're not doing that one. Yeah, we, we won't be doing that, <laughs> but I'm just saying he's known for being in Across 110th that one Street. Gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And uh, Grace Jones, who has not been, this is her first Banff cast movie appearance. Also, this was her first appearance in any movie, mm-hmm. uh, in Chuck's favorite Bond movie. Yes. View to a Kill. She's good in that. She's she in actually is pretty good. Four minutes. She's also in the second best. She gets best. a redemption She's arc. in the second best Arnold Conan movie, too. Uh, correct. Yeah. Because there's only two of them. Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> yes. He apologizes to that camel. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you? No. No? Okay. No. I don't give a fuck about no camel. Yeah. Yeah, also uh, directed by Ossie Davis. Yeah, you might know him. Yeah, he made Cotton Comes to Harlem. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, I don't think it was him. unanimous five jocks, but it was high jocks. Cotton Comes to Harlem is a good movie. I love Cotton Comes yeah, to Harlem. It is a good-ass so movie. Good. This is not that. I bought the movie mm, no. and the book. That's how good Cotton Comes to Harlem is. Yeah. yeah. Don't read the book. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's, it, this is... Um, uh, of the movies we do during Black Exploitation History Month, this is more of a movie than most, for sure. Like this yes. is for for a movie that advertised itself as a crime action thriller. It's more of a drama, I would say, for most of it. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, I think know. the most notable thing about this is like we, there are a billion of these that came out in the eighties. Yes. This is this is a rare kind of Yeah, it's like a prototype. Yeah. Right. I mean this is basically like, you know, Vietnam vet Batman decides to fucking clean up the streets, more yes. or less. You know, I mean it's mm-hmm. just like that's that's the idea. And so like, you know, I feel like the eighties were rife with these. They yeah. were. Yeah. It's it's weird that this was New York should have been rife with with people cleaning up the fucking streets. Yeah. Well, yeah. But like seventy three, we're still in Vietnam. Mm. And there's a there's a weird moment in this film where they act like that's all way in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, for them it was. It could but, have been. I mean, you know, this various things had been happening there for at least ten years in 1973. Right. <laughs> yes, they so, could have been there early, doing whatever the fuck was going. Whether on, you know it was the official conflict or not, yeah. But they're back. Um, yeah, Gordon comes home to Harlem. Yeah, it starts with him uh, looking at his wife's gravestone. Mm-hmm. 
because she died. Like fresh, <laughs> fresh grave. Like yeah, yeah, just finished. Like it looks like you just missed the funeral. Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Like the grass hasn't even grown on it yet. <laughs> like it hasn't even rained. I mean, the, the yeah. dirt is still like totally fresh. Right. It's yeah. very fresh. Yeah. yeah. But apparently she got hooked on smack <laughs> while he was gone in the shit. Uh-huh. What else is there to do? He was off being a hero and she was busy being a heroine. <laughs> yeah, I get that joke. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, she dead. Uh-huh. So it, uh, he somehow knows when he comes home to flip down their picture, their wedding picture, and uh, pull the back off of it and see there's heroin hidden inside. Mm-hmm. And that's not not any good for him. I don't know. I think someone was trying to frame him. <laughs> Never, all right. I'm stuck. <laughs> Take a breath on it's, those. Take a breath. The the best part is people who are, who are just getting the audio version just get stunned silence instead of like yeah. us just looking over like, <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. No. But, um, yeah, this immediately sends him on his first little mini rampage. Yeah, he wants to find Big Pink. Yeah, because he's been told that Big Pink is the the dealer around. Well, was there pink labels on the? I feel like everyone had like a signature package, a little no, there was just packs or something. There were just like two. There were the red, the is red bands and the blue bands. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, red I mean, tape I mean, I know they had the. They're like, you know, these are blanks or this is fake heroin, this is real heroin, or right. this will kill you. Um, um, but it's the diehard too. I mean, I just thought yeah, it also heroin. was like that's how he figured out where she got the smack. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's a this I movie does a lot. The guy of who jumps. was driving him around at first said something about Big Pink. Kind of. Maybe, I mean, yeah. he kind of. That guy kind of narrates the the beginning. This in this, in this, typical black exploitation fashion, our protagonist just knows where to go. Yeah, I was going to say, and this, it's never really they don't really get into it. Which, yeah. which there's, I like a lot of that. Honestly, mm-hmm. in this one, it works for me. Because they're like, we don't, you know why he's here. We don't need to, who cares? Like he found the dude. We want to see him fuck him up. To go back to my Batman analogy. It's like, sometimes they're like, yes, like he collects clues and goes to the back computer. Everybody else is like fucking boring. I want to do the 40 beats per minute part, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like, skip all that. He figured it out. He's at the place. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he does have a long flashback of riding a bike with his wife in the old West. (laughs) I mean, it just goes it's CPA, yellow tinged yeah, for, some reason, like, for some reason, I don't like know. he's in Mexico. That's to denote that it happened a long time ago, right. like uh, maybe a year or two. Sure. Yeah. Raindrops were falling on their heads and all of this yeah. riding along on Penny Farthing. And so. before we get too far, I do like the credit sequence, which it's uses a scene from later on in the movie kind mm-hmm. of as the backdrop, which is people cutting, you know, pa- packaging up heroin under a black light. Yeah. But it's also like a picture in picture deal because the top right corner is him. Mm hmm. It's like the yeah the, the frame shrinks into that picture in picture yeah. while the credits are going on, and then as the credits end, it enlarges again. Yeah, it's an interesting conceit. Yeah. I like it. It was, just, it was just, a panel of heroines, yeah. so they were like, "Yeah, what do you think?" Paul Winfield asked the questions, and they bring up all the panels of heroines, yeah. and, like CNN style. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> he goes to find Big Pink, and yes. he's he's basically hangs out in a restaurant until he sees that Big Pink's nice Big Pink Cadillac has showed up outside, mm-hmm. and he tries to buy heroin from him and. Big Pink's like, nah, nah, no way. And then he throws the, the heroin into the car, which gets Big Pink to come out and basically pull a gun on him and lead him into a a barn, into an yeah. alley. It's an alley with a <laughs> An gate. alley that I, clearly is later used for their hideout, even though mm-hmm. it's a different, supposed to be a different location. Mm-hmm. It is. But yeah, and he 
basically gets the drop on and, and actually big pink doesn't even have a gun it's like he's got his hand in his jacket like he does he's got a knife but then he pulls out a knife yeah and paul wayne feels like oh all right i was in the big ship pink, bro yeah yeah <laughs> big pink's like what do you want and uh gordon, gordon. says you're black ass yeah. and pink's like well come get it then yeah. and is waving his knife it's a I like the exchange. They tussle. No. They tussle. And then Gordon beats the dog shit out of him. Yeah. He eventually gets a pipe and is just two-handed swinging that pipe down on him. Well, and then he gets a crate him. and puts his legs over the crate and is just like, this is for my wife. <laughs> and just you hear the stomp and the crack. And it's mm-hmm. like, ah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, right away yeah. you're like, oh, Gordon's fucking pissed. Yeah. It's like they do the crack and then cut to him walking out. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. His work here is done. And he's like, wait, my work here is not done. I thought he was going to become Big Pink. I thought he was just going to take yeah. his car. And uh, his jacket. Yeah. Nope. No. He grabs a trash can and just starts bashing Big Pink's mm-hmm. Cadillac. And yeah. all these people on the street are like, no, don't do it. Hey, man, that, no. Don't. So. But yeah. then, he, then he starts putting his team together. Well, he we, doesn't do this yet. We also get Big, a scene of Big Pink at the hospital, right? Oh, yes. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and we don't know that it's uh, Spanish Harry. Because the Spanish Harry is neither Spanish nor Harry, but... Spanish Harry Martinez. Yes. Or Martinez, as they say several times throughout the movie. He's Spanish. Right. <laughs> He's from the part of Spain sure. where they pronounce it yeah. Martinez. And this Martinez. is and this is Gilbert Lewis. But uh, he, he he's like, so what happened? And Big Pink's like, just let me get him. And we don't hear anything else. But Mm-mm. then we have uh, Gordon returning home, getting in his elevator and... A guy's already in the elevator, and another one follows him in. And we get our second elevator fight of the season. <laughs> yes. Better than last week's elevator fight. And the way it plays out initially, you think, holy shit, he's going to take these guys out. Yeah. Because he starts like just beating the hell out of them. But then the door's open, and he's laying on the ground. And the one guy looks like he's like been stabbed in the groin or something. <laughs> Because he's kind of like holding his crotch and the other guys are helping him out. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know, this is what happens when you mess with Spanish Harry or something like well, that. What's funny is like the dude is like walking out, grabbing his balls and he says the fast or yeah, the fast times or not, not fast times, uh, breakfast club line. He's like, you mess with the ball, you get the orange. Yeah, that's what he said. And, okay. uh, but I'm like, what happens when you mess with the balls? Because like, yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah. You, yeah, you get sterilized. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No but kids. but that so Gordon's laying in the bottom of the uh, of the elevator. Yeah. yeah, and is and it, is it random? Dude, just helps him up. And yeah, the dude from behind like, the counter. It's the, the guy the, from behind the counter. Yeah. It's like Bell. angry at him. It is weird. I don't know. Well, he's well, he's you know. like, yeah, you don't fuck with those guys. Well, you're bleeding on my elevator. Yeah, but this is <laughs> what know. this is where he decides he needs some backup if he's going to be doing this shit. This is the time jump because he's beat to shit when he gets out of the elevator, and then the next scene is him. He's fine. Yeah, but he goes and he recruits. Uh, he recruits three of his old army buddies, mm-hmm. Marines, Army. They never really say what he was in. The ship. the ship. He was yeah. in the ship. Yeah. He was the, <laughs> which branch of the service? Yeah. It was Army, Navy, Marines, uh, Coast Guard, and the shit. Those were your yeah. choices. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, so shit. Oh, Air Force. He, he gets some fellow time. the shit buddies. Uh, find, ah, the buddies. Yeah. Finds the first one in, you know, he goes, meets one in a library and barely even has like any words with him. He's just like, yeah, let's do this. And then goes and finds another one who's working in a roller rink. Mm-hmm. So we get some nice, uh, nice roller skate times. He helps a little girl tie her shoe, her uh, roller skate shoelace. Hey, Mister Thomas. And shoe. then she asks why he doesn't skate anymore. He's like, I just don't skate. It's been a long time. She's okay, like, Okay, bye. cool story. Bye. <laughs> and just takes off on no him. Time. <laughs> but yeah. 
but hey, his buddy's like, yeah, I'm in, man. Whatever you whatever you got going on, I'm in. And then his also his buddy who is uh, picking out a suit for some other dude. I think he and, works there. And the yeah, and the initial suit that he has on, <sighs> hell yeah, seventies, like the full ruffle shirt, yeah. all of it. It's good. I think the suit that he hands like to him is, is basically like the Eddie Murphy raw suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he basically just hands him like a leather, like zip up suit. Yeah. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Hey, put this on. Yeah, yep. I got to go join Gordon's war. <laughs> Ring yourself up. Yeah, but th- but these guys, I mean, they never really. This movie's not big on names, except Spanish Harry is the only name that you really hear. But their their names are B, Otis, and Roy. I would have never known B's name. Yeah, Otis and Roy. They said names it, but I didn't catch. Got it. said. I don't think I ever knew B's name. Yeah, but and which one and, is B? Is that the roller skating guy? Because I know Otis. Who is, knows? Is no, the Civil uh, War. Well, no, hat. Otis is the Civil War hat guy, right? Uh, no, that was B, I believe. Okay, that's yeah, that's what I thought. And then Otis is the the roller ring dude. Yeah. So I thought it was and, the then Roy, okay. and then Roy Roy's was the big guy. Yeah, I know I know Roy story. was the big guy. I know they kept saying big man Roy or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what I like is they go from this to they've already got a hideout set up. They've already got armaments, you know, they got a, a wall of uh guns. They've got a map of of Harlem basically. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, "All right, man, here we go. We got the police scanner going for two two, you know, three block radius or whatever. They got a little peephole that they look out of to survey the city. And, you know, Paul Winfield's just like, all right, this is good. Step one. Yeah. Well, he says, you know, this is, you know what we're doing. It's going to get bad. This is your chance to get out. And everyone, and, and they all get their cool moment to be like, uh, uh-uh. I'm in man. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So from here, he's like, all right, step one, take out the pimps. And the first one they go to is uh, Luther the pimp. Good old Luther. Yeah. He's a pimp. <laughs> he is. It's in you the can... name. I mean, Luther the right. pimp. Yeah. He doesn't like going by right. Luther the pimp. And though. and there is kind of some cool, almost spy shit that they pull on on Luther. I wish there had been more of this. Yeah. yeah. They just do it. To, they just do two bits of it, and I just wish they had tagged like eighty things. Yeah. Because this is their initial plan. You know, he says we got to take out the pimps. And what they do is, you know, one, one of them just pretends like he's just a dude walking down the street and he spots Luther the pimp and he's just like, man, your car, this is the best car I've ever seen. Your car is so awesome. And he's like, won't, he's kind of basically like harassing him almost. But as he's doing this, he's spraying a circle on top of the car, but it's in a, you know, not invisible ink, but it's some kind of, you know, like it's, it's a clear some sort of clear. Yeah, it's yeah. a clear substance, so you can't really see it. Yeah. And we're like, okay, whatever. And then eventually he's like, yeah, man, sweet car, you're the best. And then just kind of like leaves. And Luther's like, what the fuck? What? Guess I'm popular. Yeah. Uh, and then the next scene is is uh, one, of the, one of the other uh, one of the other shit buddies is comes up to this one dude who's like, who's clearly a drop off guy. Cause he brings a suitcase in, comes out with an envelope full of money. And he, this guy's outfit fucking rules. This is like captain America. If captain America was a pimp. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's got like blue and but red. He's got like heel boots. Yeah. Like blue platform boots. And, and he comes out and the one guy's like, Oh my God, those are <laughs> the best boots I have ever seen on a man. Oh my God. You have to let me shine them. You <laughs> got to do this. Let me shine your shoes. Yeah. 
He's like, all right. And then he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, you wouldn't even help a homeless guy. That's who you are, really? And then he's like, okay, fine. So he he does the, the world's shittiest shoeshine job. And he also sprays his boots with the uh, uh, with a, a spray. Yeah, formula I was not number clear nine as to what he was doing here yeah. until they reveal it seconds later. But Super yeah. shine number nine. Super shine number nine. Because we were like, are his feet going to explode? Yeah. <laughs> like I kind of figured I it was the same stuff. I honestly was waiting but... for his like lower legs to explode. Yeah. I thought like he was gonna when it touches the gas pedal, it explodes yeah. or something. Or just it's like some highly flammable shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something yeah. like the friction just catches on fire as he's hot foot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but just like the other scene, but he leaves. He gets the car, leaves. Mm-hmm. Like okay. The next scene is them pulling out an infrared viewer pipe. Basically, it's basically like some shit off of a boat. I mean, it's like yeah. it's supposed to be like mounted on something. It's, it's very yeah, industrial, it's prob- <laughs> probably yeah. out of like a an airplane camera yeah. system or something. It, they probably had them on the, the whatever the boats were, the PT, whatever thing. Possibly. Yeah. yeah if but- you were on a PT boat, if you were in the shit, let us know if you had cool <laughs> IR things. Yeah. Yes, please do. We would love to hear about your cool. Yes, of all shit your experiences IR. in the shit, this is the only thing we care about. That's all we yeah. want to hear is, is we if really you had want, any We cool really want you to just go back to devices. those memories to, let, to, to remember <laughs> yes, whether or not you had an infrared yeah. device. Please, let please us bring know. back that trauma, yeah. just so we can please. know if that device was cool or not. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, what the device actually does is they're looking out the window with it, and you get kind of like the predator vision of the city, but you know early 70s predator vision and eventually you see that the hot spots are this one guy's boots and they're like oh shit you can see him walking around and you can also see the circle that he drew that on they've top drawn of the car, on top yeah. of the car. Yep. and, and they, they're basically using that cool. to mark and watch the the pimps and yeah so you know, so, so they track the you know they're tracking the movement but then might I suggest at this juncture that if you want more of this James Bond versus drug dealers, may I suggest a little show called The Wire? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I just wanted it here. All right. I, yeah, was, I, know. I was just, really yeah. into this part. I was like, yeah, just tag everybody. And at the end, do like some cool light a fuse and then they, and all, they all just blow up. Sure. Yes. That's what I want. Okay. They all but, get shanked yeah, I mean, simultaneously. It, it, it's a little, yeah, I, I, I concur that it's, it's a little disheartening that it's like you get this one scene where it's like, oh, what? cool, you know, mm-hmm. Green Beret bullshit army things are you going to use against these drug guys? And it's like, yeah. I don't know, we got some, you know, isotopic pain or whatever. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, a couple of the steps aren't really... You keep thinking, like, oh, this is the final step, and then it's like, is it? <laughs> like, I, I mean, it, but it plays out as a cool reveal, but the problem is, that's all it is, is a cool reveal, right. and they don't really do anything with it, because yeah. uh, the next scene is them basically kidnapping Luther. Yeah, I think they, they just... They kind of figure out that they all go to like, you know, Shea Pimp or something. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. there's this restaurant where it's like all the pimps are hanging out and they just wait for Luther to leave and mm-hmm. just kind of jump him, basically. I mean, yeah. jump, you know, grab him. He's he's dealing with his ladies, setting them off on mm-hmm. their business, and they just like get in the car now. And, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know who I am? You know who you're dealing with? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. This is Luther the Pimp's car, isn't it? You're Luther the Pimp. Also Luther the Pusher. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Don't push any drugs. They're like, all right, whatever. So, yeah, they're about to throw him in the river. Yeah, they take him to the docks. They shred up his car first. Yeah, like, where do you hide the drugs? Are they in here? Yeah, he's like, oh man, no, not my headrest, not my, you know. And as they're about to toss him out the uh, into the river, smash cut to them in the in his apartment, and he's hitting all the heroin in that clothes hangers. When you say all the heroin, (laughs) it's not much. It's 
a slight handful of heroin. It's not I mean, a lot. We're not. It's a lot of heroin for for any of us. Right. Yes. Right. But you're thinking yeah, like it is oh, literally man. more heroin than I've ever yeah. been. In. Yes. I mean, I've, I've ever seen any one life. of those packets would kill any one of us. However, yes. maybe you guys for dramatic purposes of a movie. Yeah. Of oh my god, we're raiding the stash. When you open up these false front, I mean, this is a cool ass idea, and I want some hangers like this to hide shit in, right? But to hide your heroin. But they're but they're basically like you fold the hanger opposite way your clothes would hold them down anyway, mm-hmm. and out pops a couple of little heroin. I mean, packets. These, these heroin packets are like the Andes mints you get at you know Olive Garden and shit. They're just little tiny rectangles of heroin. They're that mm-hmm. rectangular size, but they're wafer they're really thin. Small. Yes, they are, and they contain you, just a sprinkle of. I, right. I, again, they're. Just a hint. Of what heroin. they're called is I should know because I did it's watch all the wire and it says it a billion times. But yeah, this is what this is, this is the quantity that the corner boys have. If you follow oh, the wire, oh. this is not like the you know the Idris Elba level shit that this guy would have. Uh-huh. So <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, so what you're saying is he's just a corner boy, except he's not. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is some bullshit. It's mm. just like this. Yeah. This is a very piddly little quantity of heroin. Maybe in the that. 70s, this was a lot of heroin. I don't think so. I mean, and it, probably it was, not it was actually to the, easier yeah. to get with all the people coming back from Vietnam than it is now, because ah, okay. there is a shitload of heroin in that in Southeast Asia. So. Hmm. Anyway, or, or so, poppy seeds. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, to be used for other things yeah. too. So this didn't seem like a lot of heroin, but oh, they made it like it like made it out like it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Harlow's watched a lot of The Wire, so he's a heroin expert. I mean, heroin I'm and Vietnam are kind of like go hand in hand. I mean, you know, lethal like mm-hmm. weapon, the lethal weapon. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. All right. Yep. So anyway, uh, Luther. They leave him, and Luther leaves town. He calls. He calls Spanish Harry and is like, "Hey, man, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm done. It's over. I'm out. They came for me." And then he get, he hops on a bus and leaves. He chases down the bus the that was bus leaving without leaving him. him right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But but Luther's gone. Uh, from here, they're taking out the suppliers. Correct. Uh, I mean, they go fuck up some other random people. Like they go rough up that one hotel. That's oh like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's part of that's part of one of the next stages. I yeah. think. I think they're, like, like, they're gonna take. They're, they're gonna take out, out the dude pimps. Has the best insult to the prostitute that comes out. <laughs> the pimps, the pushers, right. the the dens and the shooting galleries, right? And then the supplier or right. whatever. Yeah. That's his yeah. four his yeah. four corners of of. The heroin. Yes. He's, he's got Harlem. four pillars of success. Right. The four prongs yes. of his trident. Yes. Right. So basically, it's like clean up the hotels, <laughs> mm-hmm. break up the shooting dens. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. But but they go to the they go to the hotel that's been like basically, you know, no tell motel type thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, you need to run your shit clean. You know, like we were gonna, if you don't, you got five days to clean this place up. We're gonna fuck you up because you can run a regular business. And but before they do this. A woman comes out, a prostitute comes down and is like, hey, baby, to I believe it's B. And he's like, hey, uh, how's it going? And she's like, hey, I, I can uh, I can take you upstairs for a good time. And he's like, I love you, baby, but I'm allergic to penicillin. <laughs> and she's like, it's a good line. Fuck you. Harumph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that one in mind if you're ever in Vegas. And don't want to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her you're allergic to penicillin. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, it's not actually legal there, so just yeah. throwing that out there for right. your own edification. I love the fact that this dude... I love hookers, is what <laughs> I thought you were going to say. Sure. But uh, this dude working at this hotel, his method of protection is a fucking axe. <laughs> He's in a yeah. phone booth of a check-in mm-hmm. desk, 
And when they start fucking with him, he pulls out a full-sized fucking axe. I mean, I think hotels and axes, like, that's just the kind of weapon sure. one mm-hmm. must use there. I mean, yes, but that is, I mean, usually what you see, like, fire? you see, like, a short bat or, you know, a club of yeah. some kind. This motherfucker has a regular ass, go to the hardware store, <laughs> give me an axe, I run a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean. It's awesome. Okay, I, I just I just love the fact that he pulls out the sax, and they're like, no. <laughs> I'm just amused by the fact that you realize just now realize that you can buy weapons at regular ass stores. <laughs> no, I, I what I'm saying is yeah. that dudes don't normally produce an axe from I, underneath okay, their okay, tiny sure, desk. Sure, all right. I Usually, guess, it's uh, a shotgun, yes. you know, or a pistol or something. I mean, something. a hatchet would be more tactical for where you give it his range, but. It, it, in his little booth, yes, what he, he has no that's way to had. swing that fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> All he can do is brandish it and go, ha ha, I have an axe. And that's why they're like, hm, no. So, yeah, they, they tell him to clean up his shit. And then they do like this weird undercover. All right, you're going to sneak into the drug den and I'm going to have you wired. And we're going to do this thing where you're going to p- take pretend drugs that are actually just, you know, like Alka-Seltzer. I think that was to delegitimize the, yes. ju- the junk. The ju- yes, dealers. Yes. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But Yeah, because one of them complains about it later. It's right. just it's that just very stuff's... convoluted. It is. It's yeah. it's it's a lot. It seems like more steps than they need. It especially with the the wireless mic that he wears. So I mean, that his the thing is, I think the thing we we now have the benefit of understanding is that like the users are not the criminal necessarily. Yeah, like, you know, you want to remove the source of the drugs and like mm-hmm. they're victims, right? You know, so like I think like that's yes, you you taint the source and then everyone's like, I think well, I'm not just, going back you know, there again. Philosophy was maybe a little different then. It was like, hey, fuck them too. Like let's right. let's put yeah. the fear of God in them too because they're also bad. But I think like now we would just be like, yeah, let's remove the dealers. The, the junkies will take care of themselves. We'll have a bad week or so. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> the the best part about all this though is that. Uh, Spanish Harry and his people are are very quickly able to put together exactly what the hell is going on. Like they are they they're made aware that some shit has gone down, but it doesn't take them long to immediately piece this together because yeah. we're just talking about a small subset of Harlem. We're not talking about the entirety of New York City or anything like that. It is just a neighborhood, basically. So mm-hmm. it is very easy for them to go. Okay, we know exactly what's going on here. We can target them and put a stop to this. Yeah. And they won't even know we're coming. Yeah. And they kind of don't. Yeah. Well, and, and I think they don't do it right away because it's just been kind of like little annoying things. Right. You know, because they, they have a pimp moot. And, <laughs> they do have And they all moot. get together and, you know, and one guy's like, hey, things are, you know, they're all like, ha ha, laughing. And then one guy's like, hey, man, <laughs> shit's bad out there. Why are we all laughing? Yeah. <laughs> Everything It's bad. hard out here for a pimp. Right. Mm-hmm. And... Trying to get the money for the rent. Yeah, and then Spanish Harry's like, okay. Because the one guy's like, yeah, people like everyone, everyone thinks my stuff's laced with rat poison. And the guy's like, yeah, and and all my hookers are gone because I can't use that hotel anymore. You know, and they're all, and he's like, and and basically he's just like, things will get better. Right. Meeting adjourned. Get back out there. (laughs) It's like, uh, thanks, Spanish Harry. He's just basically being a politician. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, listen. You know everything's on fire. It's fine. It's fine. Go yeah. home. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Drive I, away. It, we'll I'm going it. to lower taxes and give you more things. Oh. oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, That's a good he idea. He also basically threatens everybody into having a toast yeah. with him. Oh, yeah. Monorail. Like, sounds like a good idea. Oh, yeah. Because he stands and raises his <laughs> What's glass. What's that word? Monorail. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Monorail. But, but they go out. They all be like, all right. Things are great. Thanks, Spanish Harry. 
And so they go outside and their cars don't blow up. No. But there are basically explosives like under the front of each of their cars. Yes. That scares the shit out of all of them. <laughs> they just go they back could in. not afford to blow up no. 15 cars. Not yeah. these cars. They basically no. just put cherry bombs under each of the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the the film crew could not afford well, to blow yes, up these cars, yes. like, but very much an intimidation tactic. Yes, yeah, they, and they all go back inside, like, what the fuck? Like, I can't drive home yeah. with that possibility. <laughs> yeah, oh, another cherry bomb going yeah, off. Yeah, and, and this makes Spanish Harry call in to his bosses upstate, yeah. apparently, uh-huh. which is a a table of white dudes, <laughs> conglomerate of whiteies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who? It's just it's four people at a conference table and one guy on a speaker. I think mm-hmm. the group of white men is called a corporation. Uh, it's called a podcast. podcast. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Well, it's, it depends on how, more than four. Then it becomes a corporation. Okay. Yeah. 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 But they're but, just uh, like, but, uh, something's but, up in Harlem. Yeah. But the last straw really is when they raid the drug den, hmm. yes. which is where we're briefly introduced to uh, Grace Jones. Yes. For about two seconds where they rip her shirt off and mm. yank out the uh, the titties. <laughs> yes, there's yes, those, but she's also got the fanny pack going around her belly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, she's got the traveler full of the drugs. Thing, you know, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then they go upstairs and just burst into the to the the drug operation, which, of course, in you know classic drug drug operation fashion, is a bunch of topless women. They might steal the in drugs. Their underwears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I call that the new Jackoff City scenario. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but they they get in there, they steal all the drugs, they smash up everything. They do, yeah. and they walk and, off in and a I cloud say, of heroin. Yeah, there's a lot of heroin floating around in the air. It's kind of like, I hope you're holding your breath, Gordon. Yeah. That's what gives them their power. I mean, they, yeah. they've been in the shit, they've been through war, they could use a night of not really feeling anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is shortly after this that it's just like, I mean, they are doing a mission on a stakeout kind of thing, but they are just kind of chilling out at this bar yeah. waiting for Spanish Harry to show up. Yeah. But Spanish Harry already. However, yeah. Spanish Harry has put things in motion that are going to take care of these guys. A lot of things in motion. A couple of them are stupid. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish uh, Harry. One of them works. I'll yes. say that. Yes, one of them works. The The guy they send after Gordon is dumb. <laughs> yeah, well... That situation is real obvious and real dumb. The world's most obvious hitman. Yes. The one in the bar and the white lady, those are both those they did their research on those and are like, all right. Yeah. But like just sending, you know, Epstein from Welcome Back Cotter after <laughs> Gordon is just Yeah, and I was expecting like other characters from that show. <laughs> I was just I was expecting like an Eastern Promises type thing because it's like he's in the sauna and he walks out with the towel on and then yeah. and then this beginning the, red heat. <laughs> yeah, and then and then welcome back, Cotter's yeah. following him. Oh, it's more like Art No No Funkel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I see. Art No Funkel. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the the two of that, like, he follows him, and then uh, as Paul Winfield is shaving, the guy's like, "Hey, man, why don't you stop doing that?" He's it's, like, "You got to come with gun." Me. He's just and, like, and hey. he's like, "Why don't you get dressed and and get going?" I said I wouldn't do this the entire time, but I'm gonna make one. It's Darmok and Gillette. <laughs> now I'm done. Okay. Mm-hmm. There it was. You're allowed yeah. one. Yeah, and, <laughs> I was and, waiting for it. That's all. And of course, Gordon's like playing it completely cool. Like, oh, all right. Like, he's not stressed about it at all. He's like, oh, man. It's like, all right, well, you got a light at least. He's like, pulls out a cigar. He's like, well, if I'm going with you, at least 
can you light this? And the guy's like, now, yeah, alrighty. The thing is, <laughs> to set the scene, uh-huh. Gordon is literally spraying antiperspirant yes. into his armpits uh-huh. at that very moment. Yeah. I believe it's right, guard. Yeah. So, what do, would the next logical step be as a man lights a mat, like flicks a lighter yeah. in front of him? Well, sure. You spray it in his face. And- you torch that man's goddamn face. Yeah. Which he does. Gordon knows. And they give us a close-up of the guy's face all red going, ah! It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. It's really the most satisfying thing in this movie. <laughs> it is, because that guy was just like... Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy was just... He's one of those people, like, one look, you're like, man, yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah, because, like, he emerges out of the steam to follow Gordon out of the sauna, and it's like, oh, man, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> just immediately, fuck you. Yeah. I don't yeah. even want to look that guy's IMDb biography up yeah. because fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's he's just got that general sliminess to him, like that guy that's not Eugene Levy in The Goodfellas, you the, know? the guy who sued The Simpsons for <laughs> for his likeness, right? Yeah, that yeah. guy. I'm just saying, that's like that's like, yeah, yeah. Now like, we're gonna get sued for mentioning him. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> oh no, is he gonna Eugene Levy some fines? <laughs> yes, son of a bitch. All right. Wow. Yeah, yeah but uh, so Roy goes off with a white lady he meets in the bar. Uh, cause he likes white ladies and his sure. buddies give him shit about it. They're like, Hey, there's a lot of fine sisters in this club. What are you doing? And he's like, aren't you a fan of integration? <laughs> <laughs> and they just got to look at each other like, well, he's got a point. Uh, anyway, yep. you you know? <laughs> so, so he goes back to have sex with the white lady. Mm-hmm. They are just sitting there and supposedly they're waiting for a Spanish heritage show up to do yeah. something. We're not. Uh, also, exactly by the sure way, I, just to paint the scene, this is all happening sort of at the same time. Godfather yes. style. Yes, like, it is. Like most of the audio is mm-hmm. from them in the car. Is it or is it Gordon's scene? No, it's it's the club audio. OK, yeah. I mean, it's just weird. like even when he's right. making love with the white lady, right. it's, it's like it's, it's still the, the audio. audio. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of strange. Yeah. So. It's um, it's like I was like, seriously, like, are we wiping out this team this early? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was actually going to because because it's very clear that two of them are uh, somebody's got to drop on yeah, them. like yeah. Gordon. You never really no, Gordon's he's not it's his war. I, I knew, I knew Roy. <laughs> As you see that guy and you're like, man, fuck that guy. He's not going to kill him. Yeah, I, no. I, I had the bad feeling about Roy. What's his name? Right. The big dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I mean, I was just like immediately like, I mean, I've seen get out. So, yeah. you know, I just don't go with the white lady. Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not, uh, not for like but, moral reasons. By you know, for your own safety. You but know, yeah, while, while while they keep cutting back to her clothes getting removed, uh, they we go back to to B, who the guy's like, "Hey man, I, I know why you're here. I know we, we I know you're waiting for Spanish Harry. I got some info. It'll well, cost for, you some money." But at I'll first, his whole deal is like, "Hey guys, want to buy a watch? You know that kind of like yeah, I like, got I got like, jewels. Like get away from me." Yeah, and then he's like, "All right." I know why you're here. I yeah. I really don't understand this entire sequence. This entire sequence drags out. It, like it does for a reason. Yep. But why? Like okay, well, I like did I miss something? Because like he. All right. So the dude's like trying to sell him watches, and eventually they're like, "Do we look like fuckers? I want this." And he's like, "Oh, well, you're you're clearly waiting here for Spanish Harry. You know, like yeah. I can I can help you with that too." They make a settle on a price. The one dude again, I can't. Remember, I don't remember which one's which. Otis B. And B. Yeah. Uh, one dude's like, I'm going to stay here and finish my beer. The other one, like, they're going to leave. So he's like, I'm going to give you the information outside. Too many years here. Mm-hmm. The one dude stops at the payphone, makes a call to the old time number, yep. and just lets it play, but acts like he's talking to somebody saying, yeah, I'm not going to be home soon or something like he's that. He's doing that to give his buddy time to uh-huh. get outside. 
Does he? Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. So I don't remember. Like, it, it, I got a little. It, this they, got a little muddy. What all went down here? Yeah. There just wasn't enough of a wink and a nod at right. each other for them to go. All right, we know what's up. You go do this. Yeah. I'll do this. And mm-hmm. it, it's just they have an unspoken agreement of you know, hey, remember this in the shit. Let's okay. do that again. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that's yeah. what happens really because they get outside. Because as soon as he sets foot out the door, yeah. the guy's got a gun on him and is like, "Come on, we're going down this alley." Yeah. And that's when the other guy pops around. Yeah, and, shoots and the him. other guys as as they get all the way down the stairs to the bottom, the other guy is already there and yeah. pops him. And this is cut with Spanish Harry and his goons breaking in on Roy and the white lady, and they immediately shoot Roy. Roy's dead. Yeah, and then they're like, "Thanks, white lady," and they shoot her too. And you kind of think like the way it plays out because it plays out first that that Gordon kills his dude mm-hmm. and then they take out this this other guy. Yeah. And then you think, well, hey, maybe Roy will make it. And it's like, nope, Roy's not making no, it. Roy's dead. But they continue this thing of the three remaining dudes are basically like, well, we don't know he's dead. So we're going to hold out hope. That he's still all right until we get some sign that he's dead. Mm-hmm. I really, I think it's only Gordon that believes he might still be yeah. alive. I think the other, yeah, the other guys like, are. He, he does sure convince them. Yeah. yeah, but yes, it's him saying, "Look, until we have sign of death, yeah. he's he's fine." So, uh, this starts a thing where they're going to rob uh, Spanish Harry's his front, safe. his his you know his travel agency, because mm-hmm. uh, they send a white guy. the The white conglomerate sends down a white guy. Uh, to Spanish Harry and sells him on getting some guard dogs. This this is a lot of screen time wasted on things that don't matter because the, like they get guard dogs, the guard dogs have no purpose. What's I immediately became concerned knowing it's a seventies movie because I'm like, oh, oh no. no, they're gonna kill some dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please don't. Um, Luckily, the dogs are inconsequential. They have nothing to do with anything. They they just get safely tied up. Oh, the, they're just a way a, to use the guy from the scene that happens after this. Yeah, because uh, while they're waiting for Roy, one of them goes out and gets a hot dog from the street vendor. Because who doesn't want food cooked by a guy on the street in boiling water? I mean, that's I mean, that's all a hot the best dog way is. to get a hot dog. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's the best hot dog. I yeah. couldn't do any he'll, better. He'll ever <laughs> but, but he gets a hot dog and then immediately chases all the kids away who wanted hot dogs. And yeah, you're eating and, and he follows. And he follows our, our man at, back to their hideout and is able to sneak in. And this, with a like, satchel. With a satchel, which, it, as it turns out, it it's uh, he's got some plastique and some wire and a trigger. This sequence, it goes on. They spend a lot of time on him setting this up. Okay. And then he gets his ass kicked. It's I, weird because that dude obviously comes in at one specific point. They know he's in the building, mm-hmm. but they're sneaking around on the floor that they're on. Like, no, he's downstairs, and yeah. you know he's downstairs. What are you doing? Yeah. Go down there and stop him from doing this. Because the one guy gets all the way up, and they're like, uh, you've been followed. Yeah. Also, be quiet. <laughs> yes, they tell him to shush yeah. now, several times. I don't mind this sequence, because it's the old, uh, you know, show somebody a bomb under the table, yeah, and then just wait. Right. You know, it, because that's what they do. This is the sequence that takes the longest. I don't like the way it ends, no. because they blow it. Not not the, not bomb. the bomb, no. but they the they, scene the scene <laughs> the ending the ending they blow it, um, not the bomb. Uh, 
But, uh, I mean, they creep around for a long time. The guy is able to arm the plastique on the staircase and on the doorway across from there. And he's got the wires in and he's reeled it out. And he's got the one wire hooked up. And then he drops, you know, he's he's nervous. So he drops the, the trigger. And they hear it. And they go, and oh, they hear he's it. downstairs. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's the only way in. Yep. And one guy gets in, but he's able to karate chop him in the neck so that he's, you know, he collapses and, mm-hmm. you know, he's knocked out because that's all it ever took in those days was a karate chop to the neck. And you yeah. were, you were lights out. Judo chop. Yeah. yeah. That's all you need. Yep. If you ever had insomnia, you're like, hey, do you know judo? Hit me in the neck. Hit me in the neck. <laughs> I need a nap. I've got to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> But so he gets down and then eventually Gordon gets down there because he hears, oh, wait, I heard that. And he sees the plastic. <laughs> the thing is, none of them, like all of the, both of them have seen the plastic yeah. on the wall with yep. the wire. Yep. Just yank out the wire. Just yep. yank the wire. That's all you got to do, man. And no, no, they don't do that. Nope. But no, he goes in and then he ends up fighting that guy and eventually kicking him down the stairs. Because the guy, in in this interim, the guy has plugged in the other wire and then set a timer. Yeah, for like 60 minutes. And then didn't, <laughs> then, and didn't fucking leave. No, then he was like, I'm going to watch. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> the, the purpose of the timer is so you can get the fuck out. Get out, guy. Nope, no. he doesn't. Instead, he gets in a fight with Gordon and he gets chucked down some stairs. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, that man dead. Mm-hmm. Yes, his He's neck not. is broken. And the thing is, like, he goes down the stairs and then Paul Winfield just goes over and goes, oh, hey. Yank and, and pulls the wires out of the timer and it's a hard cut and out they're of like, that scene too. They're like, but damn, real change. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. And I think perhaps the the implication is that, that nobody does see the C four until he comes in and finds the detonator. Because it's framed that there's one where it's like, Hey audience, remember this? Yeah. Right. And then he like rounds a corner where maybe he didn't see it. And I mean they have I mean, no reason. He steps over the he does, wire. He does step all over the wire, the yeah. debt cord, whatever it is, you know. I you know But they have no reason cord, to but, think know. that he is planting a bomb. Yeah. They they just know there's a dude in there. Sure. But so yeah, I mean them not going, Oh, look, pull that out. Mm-hmm. I mean but still Yeah. yeah it's a, it just it we'll waste some time. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, like it works because it's like, oh shit. Like, cause you are expecting one of them to die because you've just had another one of the guys die. Yeah. Sure. But it doesn't happen. I way. think the scene overall is fine. It just ends so abruptly. And, oh yeah. And like, it has like, no consequence that you're like, well, it doesn't it hard cut to they're just like, all right, all right, here's the final plan. This is how we're yes, going to get yeah. the safe. And it's yeah. like, yeah. What happened to the guy? And like, then, <laughs> until eventually, until right eventually there, yeah. they're like, yeah, what about the dogs? Yes. And they're like, we're just throwing some meat. And then it's like, whoop, and pan <laughs> over, over to, to the, the guy. guy all tied up and they're like, womp, womp. And, yeah. you know, but it's like, they've no, got, no, 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 no. <laughs> they, they've got their heist plans of like how they're going in here. Yeah. yeah then it briefly becomes a heist movie. Yeah. Because they're going to steal the safe that has the drugs in it. But really all it is is just drop the guy they have taken hostage through the skylight until all the dogs and the one guard are like, hey, what the fuck? And then they all just step in and go like, drop your shit and chain up the dogs. They just dangled this guy. And then we're going to take the safe and drop it in a garbage truck. Yeah. And that's basically it. I mean, it's like there's a there's a exciting hoisting of winches montage. But, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah. It is yeah, very exciting. You know what? It's more interesting than the whole uh, Honor Majesty Secret Service cracking the safe scene. Okay. Yeah. But that's not saying much. Mm, I think you're wrong, but... <clears throat> what? None of them kicks back and reads a Playboy while a machine ticks numbers? Right. That machine is cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the first five minutes. And then the next five minutes, you're like, all right, machine, Still do your thing. Still cool as shit. Yeah. Do we assume that they used the used confiscated cranes. bomb... That the dude left to blow open that safe. 
That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Plot hole. I mean, <laughs> uh, is it is it in the goof section? No, it's not. They're able to get into the no. safe without having. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, who cares? I don't. They get, I'm just. They skim talking. over so much shit in this know, movie that I know. It, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I just feel like they could have repurposed that bomb to blow the fuck out of that safe. They could have, but they didn't have the budget for another explosion. That's true. They they already used all of theirs. Yeah. No, there's still one cars. more. Oh yeah, we'll get yeah, there. The American graffiti. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. But from so, here, he gets a call from or he does he call Spanish Harry? No, or, Spanish or no, Harry. He's got a, a shoe in his car. Yes, yeah. it's it's one of Roy's shoes. Yeah, and it's got a phone number on it. So he calls it, and he's like, "Call me back at this number." And then some guy comes and tries to use the payphone. He's like, "No, it doesn't work." And then that guy walks two steps away, and the phone rings. And he's like, all right, meet me here. We'll exchange Roy for all my drugs. Mm-hmm. Did, can, is it wrong of me to say they got the number from their soul brother? Yeah, I see what you did there. That was that was a pun. Was. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. That was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they go to uh, to meet uh, Spanish Har- Harry. I keep wanting Finally, to say you, Spanish you Harlem. Harlem. Yeah. Almost said Spanish Harlem. I know. I've been times, wanting yeah. to say it this whole episode. Mm-hmm. But Spanish Harry to make the exchange drugs for Roy. Uh, Roy obviously is dead. Yep. And Spanish Harry provides some sort of body parts in a bag. Be a finger. To just be like, here you go. Here's Harry. Now you can Give call me his, my drugs. Now you can call his mother. <laughs> yeah. You mother. Uh, and you know, there's a bunch of dudes surrounding. Honestly, Gordon. this kind of ends like a Batman sixty six thing because he's just like, <laughs> now you're gonna have a proper funeral. Now we have to deal with heroes. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, I'm leaving now. And then all the goons come in like Biff, Bam, Pow, and then he just is like, shit. I guess I should probably get out of here. <laughs> I-, I appreciate how many times in the scene Gordon reloads his shotgun. Sure. Yes, yeah. it's it's very obvious every time, and I I'm sort of into it because usually they know. No one does this in movies yeah. that frequently, but every time. Yeah. Uh, but they're able to kill all their dudes pretty quickly. Yeah. They they have dropped in Batman style on on uh, Spanish Harry's driver who's sitting outside watching, and they have they have knocked him out, so they have placed him in the car <laughs> to where he looks like he's ready to go. Yep. Uh, Spanish Harry eventually gets out and runs to the car. He's like, drive, and that guy's just not moving, and so he runs around to the driver's seat. He taps him I, on the shoulder. Right? Yes. And then going, I do like that when, when Spanish Harry's leaving, he's not really in that big a hurry at that point. No, he's... He's like, ah, my guys will take care of this. Yeah. I hear a lot ca- of shooting. He's just casually strolling out of this place. Like, yeah. got my drugs. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, when he gets in the car and the dude's dead that's and falls onto the horn, that's when he's like, ah, uh, panic mode. Yes. And uh, he peels out and Gordon comes out and the other two guys are like, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's because they've chained... To the rear axle. Yep. And just yoink that thing right out oh, from under man. this car. And that car immediately catches on fire. It does. Yeah. A man. lot of fire. You wonder if that was planned. Not, <laughs> not the first part, I don't think. I'm pretty sure yeah. that was the gas tank scraping on the yep. yeah. on the pavement. Possibly. Because Spanish Harry has to get out through the passenger side. It's awkward. Like, there's yeah. an awkward, like, is he going to get out of the car? What's happening? I don't yeah. think that part was supposed to go to fire. Too. Yeah. Uh, he eventually gets out and then that car explodes. Yeah. 
Uh, first, I mean, like, and the thing is, the car, it's, 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 it, I was going to say, I think the first little thing that happens is a natural explosion, and then the bigger one is the yeah. planned one. Yes, because I mean, it just blows the door off. Well, no, I mean, from even from a like pyrotechnic standpoint, what explodes literally explodes from the back of the car directly into the fucking passenger seat. Yeah, and why would you rig something like that? I right. mean, it goes <laughs> and just blows the fucking front seat blows, apart. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you wouldn't rig that like even mm. for a looked cool thing like after you get out of the car that's fucking dangerous as shit that's what i'm saying i'm pretty sure that gas tank caught fire and then exploded in front of the car well you know what (laughs) it looks cool as shit it does it does yeah it looks so for movies it looks so cool (laughs) that a man passing by on a motorbike stops to look right up to the explosion and stops and the way it's shot you're like well this guy is obviously part of the gang part of the gang who is there to provide this motorcycle escape because it seems at first like harry's getting onto the back of the bike Mm -hmm. But then he throws that dude off the bike. I thought that guy was there to pick him up, too. Yes. And then no. Harry was just no. just decided, yeah, fuck you. He just saw the explosion and was like, cool, what's all this? <laughs> then, yes. So then Harry peels off on the bike and Gordon's like, nope, this aggression will not stand. I will chase you. Yep. Uh, and they have a frightening chase through <laughs> Harlem. I uh, estimated 90% were stolen shots. It's probably 99% are stolen shots. Yeah, they are driving way too fast, and uh, there's also a 1973 version of a GoPro on a motorcycle. Yeah, um, oh it's yeah, real, it's real well done. Like, I mean, most of the times you get these, and they don't strap them down right, or they don't like long focus them. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this rattly, blurry shit. This looks good. This is terrifying because yeah. 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 this guy's going fast too. Yeah, it's in the in in the goof section. They they rag on the the fact that for like four frames you can see a shadow of the camera, but. Who gives I mean, a shit? It's an awesome shot. Yeah. I was just saying, like, I mean, I've seen French Connection. I've seen Bullet. I've yeah. seen all of these, like, even up to Ronin. And, like, I'm just saying, like, a lot of the shit doesn't look as good as this did strapped to this motorcycle right, for, right. like, $5. So Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically what I'm saying is <laughs> right. who, who gives a shit about the goof? Yeah. It was a really good shot. God, you remind me. I need to watch Ronin again. Ronin fine rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Ronin since the theater. I should watch yeah. it again, too. But anyway, yeah. I mean, and this chase goes on for a while. Yeah. It does. <laughs> and it's through like all the shittiest parts of 70s New York, mm-hmm. which is all of them. Every part of New York was shitty in the 70s. Parks, apartment buildings, sidewalks, like yeah. they are all docks. over the place. The yes. docks were the worst. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those chases that just looks dangerous. Yes. Like everywhere they go, you're like, no, don't go there. No, <laughs> don't go don't there. Don't do this. <laughs> Your life is precious, yeah. sir. Don't do this. Like, Gordon skids out several times, like doesn't yeah. make the turn and then has to adjust and then will slam into another car. And it's just like, oh, God. Yeah. It's dangerous filmmaking. And that's what makes car chases really exciting because it's like anything could happen at this point. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. Or maybe it's not. I mean, that's also equally good filmmaking. Just sure. Make it look yep. dangerous. Yes. That's actually bad. That's the best filmmaking, actually. Is yeah. To make it look really, really dangerous and it not be at all. I mean, like, so all you the- have to do to make it look dangerous is shoot it in shitty 70s New York. All you yeah. need to do is hire George Miller and sure. let, listen to what everything he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way this ends, mm-hmm. I mean, it just keeps going for a while. And then somehow, I guess, I guess Spanish Harry gets cut off. Or something he and has veers to off onto the side. Has to veer off and he kind of hits like a ramp of trash. Yeah, as you do. It's New York. All over New York. Yeah. <laughs> Ramps of trash. And it was they, a ra- it was a rampant trash problem. <laughs> yeah. There it is. And this guy goes through the window mm-hmm. on the bike, 
and they freeze frame literally like shards of glass flying through the air like it's a perfect freeze frame mm-hmm and then it's just narration of, well, well, about that time, I guess old Andy was wishing he had a motorcycle. Huh? Yeah. You may be wondering yeah. how Spanish Harry, yeah. you may be wondering how Spanish yeah. Harry got here. Time out, guys. Yeah. How did I end up like this? Yes. But, but it's, it's basically saying, well, that took care of Spanish Harry's drug trade, but who was, who took care of Spanish Harry? You know, it, it was like, who was, who was Spanish Harry's boss? Right. Cause the other guys are like, you know, eventually it fades out from this freeze frame of a man going through a goddamn plate glass window. Mm-hmm. And it's them back in the, in the, in the lair. Yeah. They're not celebrating. They're like, we, no. st- we still got one step to go here. Well, they're cut. Ca- the other two are kind of celebrating yes. and Gordon's like, yeah, but we don't know who his boss was. Yeah. Who was Spanish Harry's supplier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This goes all the way to the top. <laughs> yep. You and weren't then, expecting then, that Inquisition, were you? Yeah, and then cut back to the uh, to the podcast of dudes up in the boardroom, and they're like, all right. And and the voice that's been on like the speakerphone or whatever is like, I'll, I'll be taking care of this problem personally. Spanish Harry was not able to handle it. Yep. That's a uh, Portuguese Charlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So they sent Brazilian Bill down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then this is one of those scenes that's like, it feels tacked on almost. Like, like if it was a modern film, you'd be like, oh, they reshot the ending for this. I had no idea what was happening here. Yeah, it's very, very, very dark. Nighttime shot of a car with like a, uh, I guess a chauffeur kind of mm-hmm. yeah. parked on the side of the road. You see other cars that have kind of like blocked this area in. And... Gordon walks in from like the right side of the frame and kind of walks over to the car Mm -hmm. and gets in the car and then a garbage truck pulls up next to it. Yep. And then you don't know what's going on. And I figured they, this was going for the bummer ending. I figured they I were like they had 100% thought this was going to be the bummer. They had ending. enough enough muscle. They loaded up this garbage truck. They're going to murder these three guys and they'll be like, "Well, white guys win again." And yeah. you know, credits and I was going to be like, "Come on." Yeah. No. <laughs> I it, it sure seemed like that. The way, I mean, the way everything shot, the yeah. way everything's set up. Yes. But then like the guys who are waiting in the cars are like, Okay, and they're flashing the lights at each other, and then eventually they all get up and go over to the car, and both the driver and the whoever this white dude is are dead. Mm-hmm. And there's no sign of Gordon anywhere. And they're just like, oh, no, what do we do? Yeah, and cut to Gordon reading a paper the next day. says, uh, you know, famous broker killed in Harlem, something like that. <laughs> I think it's a, I don't think it's a famous, but it's a, it's broker, a broker killed in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> and he's at the park where he wistfully remembered riding a bike poorly mm-hmm. with his love. Yes. And he yeah. remembers it again. And They're hoping that they'll send him an angel of his dead heroine yep. wife. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Where they, they did graciously it. thank the people of Harlem for allowing yes. them Thanks to for putting movie. up with us. Yeah. Sorry we might have killed some of you along the way getting some of our shots. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get the trucks mm-hmm. out. <laughs> no, I, did, I mean, like, realistically, the people of yeah, Harlem. No, I know. I'm like, saying. During the car stunts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Or that guy on the motorcycle who's probably just a random pedestrian. Mm. <laughs> You're like, new ending. He's like, stealing a motorcycle. Y'all filming a movie? What's going on? Hey! <laughs> yeah. Don't it you drive that across 110th Street? This car's fucked. We didn't know that this would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon's War is over. So. Mm-hmm. The armistice has happened. Yes. Ratings. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Okay. 
This one is difficult to rate on the Banffcast scale because I feel like I'm going to give it a higher star rating than what this rating sounds like. I'm giving it a single jocks. I think it is perfectly fine. It just doesn't elevate to a lot of the things we want in a Banffcast movie. I think the movie is perfectly fine. I think it is it is well made. I think it's interesting. Um, everything about it. it. It's certainly not Cotton Comes to Harlem. Like, mm-hmm. I never got that rush from it. No, it's just it's just as as a movie you can watch. A, this is more of like you would watch this in a film studies class, you know, of like here's an example of higher, you know, elevated black exploitation. This is not really like what you think black exploitation is. This is a film. This is telling a story. And this mm-hmm. is this has meaning. And this is, you know, there are emotions with this. And. It, it just it, it's a fine motion picture and I, I do like it and I appreciate it. I just think on our scale, there's not a lot of point to that point to this. Oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it has good parts. The soundtrack is great. Uh, you know, that chase at the end. Jesus. Uh, but I just, it felt like every state, like whenever they do like step one, we do this. The ending of each step feels so abbreviated. It just feels so like that's been solved. Now move on to the next thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there was a satisfactory resolution to that. You just did one thing. And I understand for time reasons, you have to do it that way. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like an A team putting the plan together. Like, and now it all comes together. It just seems like they do. They go one place, bother one person and then go back to the layer and start talking about the next thing. That's how it feels. So I do like it. You should watch it. One jocks. I'm conflicted. Because I believe I only gave Boss two jocks. I gave Boss four jocks. Okay. Then I can give this three jocks <laughs> safely. Because I'm like, because I, I kept thinking my, my score for Boss was lower. No. Good. Because like, this is not as good as Boss. No. Not, not nearly as memorable, but I actually really, really like this. And I'm going three jocks. Because I think there's enough satisfying stuff in there for me. A lot in basically just the setups and like, you know, this is almost like a movie about the journey, not the destination, because the destination almost always sucks in comparison to where the journey went. Right. So <laughs> that that's a little tough. But I I really like Paul Winfield in this, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like him a lot. And it's kind of sad that he like the other characters he did were kind of like shifty. Eh, character like you know like like in trouble man it's like god you suck in it like you're just like like not like he's good playing the character but like the right. character sucks yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and and well, uh, he's, and original gangsters was the same way it's like man this character sucks mm-hmm. he's got really and i mean this in the nicest way he's got very interesting eyes like they are eyes that you can be like oh that's kind and i want to i want you to take care of me but then like he could just <laughs> slightly change them and it's like fuck (laughs) i mean it's just like it's i mean i know acting as they say is in the eyes but he's just got those eyes that are like you know they're morgan freeman or fucking demonic sam jackson you know you don't know which which way it's gonna go yeah yeah but but i actually really like this and three jocks i'm gonna split the difference between you guys uh because i really liked this as a as a just a regular movie but i didn't really find it was super bamfcasty yeah. Um, it just didn't, I mean, it ticked some of the boxes, but it wasn't like, you know, it was just kind of the regular boxes like, okay, yeah, there's, there's an explosion. Um, you know, there's an car chase. 
there's Anne of Green Gables or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to us. Um, but you know, it 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 gets the job done as a Bamfcast movie, but it's not outstanding. However, I I enjoy it as just a just a regular film, you know, mm-hmm. as a sort of action drama. Um, it's billed as like an action thriller, but it's not that thrilling. It feels like there's more just there's there's just not a whole lot of on the edge of your seat thrill material. But it's it's well made. It's it's interesting. Um, it's so. there though. the The suspensey stuff, like if this got remade, could be just very well executed in terms of just making you like oh god they know like they know this is all a setup oh my god like gordon's team is about to get fucking wiped out yeah and the movie is while we were watching it it's a little confusing like what exactly is happening here like i get that they immediately are on to them and are putting out this but is are all four of them in danger what's going on and it's I don't know. I feel like if this movie was made today, someone would come along and just hype the shit out of that situation. Yeah. So. But it's not. Like, that was, and that was the th- scene I'm thinking of. Like, that's supposed to be our thrilling, you know, one of the most tense scenes is watching them all in the process of being set up. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't buy that any of them were going to buy, uh, were going to buy it. I thought, you know, like we said, that they were all going to get out of it scot free. So, you know, one point to, into the surprise category for uh for Roy getting it but um yeah it's just it's just ru- not run of the mill but it's just regular you know as a movie good so uh I'll give it two jocks and uh again second what we said in the in the beginning that you should you should watch this if you haven't already mm-hmm. uh I I am like dead square in between a one and a two jocks like I like this but I don't I think I'm going to land on a one cuz I mean I mean the setup of this is a little muddy. Like, I didn't know. I mean, at first I was like, they never even specifically, I don't feel like until like one person's like, how's your wife? And he just looks like he kicked his dog. Like, I didn't even like. Oh, yeah. We didn't know who she was. To him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, not 100%. <laughs> we were like, I'm guessing wife based on he's wearing a wedding ring and they look rather close. Yeah. But, you know, it never really specifically says. And look, I mean, on, on one side, it's like I kind of like mysterious filmmaking where it's like not everything has to be spelled out. But I feel like this one maybe sways a little bit too much into let us in like you know we're the audience we need to know what's happening like there's a lot of unspoken yeah a lot of unspoken i mean there's whole scenes Mm -hmm. of like there's clearly looks being given and it's like people in the scene know what needs to happen and like somebody will look at somebody they'll hand them a briefcase and it's like cool we didn't (laughs) we didn't see the setup to this like what's what's happening like yeah what's what's in there where's the scene with the stopwatch and you know trying to perfect whatever thing you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah so like i like then the and the second act really really drags at certain points like the second yeah. act in this movie's not great and but there's the car chase is awesome i mean i, I don't i mean that sincerely like it's it's terrifying and, and good mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of other good stuff i mean the pimp outfits are they're on point the cars are on point uh i mean ah, the pimp outfits are pretty good yeah. the cars the cars are not as outlandish as they make one seem more outlandish than we actually get to because there's one that's supposed to have a, has a TV in it, which in 1973 yeah, that's, is that's fucking Luther's car. Luther's car. Yeah, because I mean, he's, he's got rabbit ears like coming out the driver's side window. Yeah, because I think <laughs> that like, was pretty cool. I think somebody walks around. He's like, man, what you watching the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like, oh man, please pan around and that's actually what he's got on because that would be fucking. But great. Big Pink has like an alligator yeah. top on the yeah. on his car. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's alligator skin top. 
yeah. on his and big again. I, I said this during the film he itself. The Chevrolet movie theater. I, I appreciate Big Pink committing to his name. Pink car, mm-hmm. pink gloves, like pink a- accents mm-hmm. on a lot of his pink clothes. Carpeted dashboard. Yes, like you fuck it, like, turtleneck. When he's like, "Are you Big Pink?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> he, he's a proto Snow Patrol from the right he is Superfly from the, remake." Yes. Yep. Snow Patrol wearing all white, all white, all white everything, mm-hmm. and they sell cocaine. Yeah, Snow Patrol. But yeah, it's it's good. Like I said, it's just it's got some weak spots, and and I guess maybe knowing that it's from Ossie Davis, who made Cotton Comes Harlem, might be a little bit slight of a you know detriment to it, mm-hmm. and be like, come on, you made this. I, I think it. Which probably, was first, Cotton Comes to Harlem, or yeah, this? Cotton Comes okay. Harlem. Um, I think maybe because that movie had a novel as its source material. Sure. And this was, but just I mean, this a one script. also. Just, I mean, I feel like the filmmaking got weaker too, because like I, I don't think really at any point I was like, and what's happening. Now and curtain cotton comes Harlem. Like I feel no, like no, this cotton. one was like very like I'm I'm lost now. Yeah. Like you know, and I I hate that feeling in movies of like yeah. being being the old person. Like is that chappy? You know, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cotton comes to Harlem is a little easier to make into a movie because there's so much detective work. Yes, and you can have like and this okay, one just is like fuck all the detectives. Let's get to the yeah <laughs> the Batman. It, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. skipping all that stuff. But you know, when you have detective work, that does the storytelling for you because mm-hmm. it's like okay oh you know suddenly the light bulb goes off over the protagonist's head and it's like oh well, he's going to be here this is why you know and oh that's what, where they were smuggling it you know all that sort of stuff leads to where the characters go and this one doesn't have any of that this one's just like characters are here yeah we're doing stuff and there is zero police presence in this movie like there is never that nope. layer of also the cops are trying to figure out like what's causing all this or mm-hmm. the cops are in on it Exactly. Yeah. There's just or even see a cop. Was there even a cop in no. that movie once? No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> at, first, at first, I thought that's what was happening when Spanish Harry comes to the to the hospital room. Yes, but it's like, nope, he's not a detective. Yeah, no, he's Spanish Harry. <laughs> we don't know it yet. Also, should we mention that Spanish. like when we see the pimp moot, that like Spanish Harry is at the head of the table, but at this point, we've only heard someone say Spanish Harry for about a, a dozen times. Or oh so. yeah, we didn't know it was him. And there's one dude <laughs> at the table while being black. Looks I, Spanish looks, you know, has a like I a, a sort of Hispanic styles mustache. I mean, yeah. enough for it to be like, I get why that would be your street name. You, you know, like you're clearly right. black, yes. but like your hairstyle and stuff might suggest or at least half whatever. But no, it's this other dude who, in no way, shape, or form, except for his last name, it looks Spanish at all. Mm-hmm. You know that what happened was growing up, there were two Harrys in school, <laughs> sure. and Harry Martinez. Right. They were like. Hey, yo, you're Spanish, Harry. Yeah. There was Harry Johnson, and well, no, you don't want to be Harry Johnson. <laughs> right. But <laughs> in the 70s, they yeah, were all Harry that's Johnson. That's true. That's true. Everybody was. <laughs> right. It's unavoidable. Yeah. So, yeah, in school, I'm Harry Johnson, Harry Martinez, even though, like, Harry Martinez is 100% black. Right. He's Spanish, Harry, because his last name's Martinez. Sure, sure. Yeah. I was just going. Martinez. I was trying to go or with Martinez, the black version of yeah. Smith, and I landed on a. Double entendre. Well, if you want to land on a Johnson, <laughs> you, land, you go right ahead. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> land nothing, on a Johnson. There's nothing wrong with landing on a Johnson. No, no judgments here. <laughs> I mean, as long as the Johnson's willing. You know, that's that's right. the only time we would. Oh, Johnson. Willie Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he will. Uh, how do people get in touch with us like they would want to? <laughs> Call us on the Bamfcast hotline, 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Or email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Or go to the website, which is bmfcast.com. Yeah. If you like giving us money. 
go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash bmfcast. A single solitary dollar a month will get you incredible amounts of content. And the content goes up as your donations do. Five dollars a month will get you the We Have All the Time in the World James Bond Retrospective Podcast. Brought to you by me, BJ, and my friend Jens. Yeah. <laughs> he's friends with all of us? No, he's my friend. He knows you guys. He's, he's my fox. friend. He's a friend of the show? He knows you guys. He's mm-hmm. my friend. Well, okay. I'm claiming him. Oh, fine. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Even I mean, though you guys met him That's first. a very German thing to do. I mean, I've watched him eat. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're friends. That just means you're lucky. I think it does. I think you're, you're just lucky. Watched a man eat. Any anyway. record time. <laughs> I blinked. I, I didn't. Oh, so you missed it. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Yeah. Did you order? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, uh, the Patreon's awesome because you get a, a whole shitload of content. There's so much bonus stuff on there. And it helps keep the lights on and keep us in new lights, as you see uh, behind us, if you're watching the live stream. And you can just imagine them if you're not. Uh, but it also, you know, keeps us in hosting and uh, paying for microphones and all all the good stuff um, that podcasts need to pay for, like beard oil and khakis. <laughs> Pleated khakis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Those are important things. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have and, them. And 401ks. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're we're you know we're never sponsored. We are sponsored by the patrons and, and so. Costco sized things of mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that helps you know that helps keep us from having to tell you about uh, mobile games or VPNs or um, meundies or, right or underwear. Um, do they, does anybody do Casper mattresses anymore? Not anymore. No, no. Casper. Oh, I think man. they went out of business. They, they but the uh, but the there's a company that sells uh, ball shavers and uh, various accoutrements for your balls that also <laughs> like, uh, like advertises tassels? heavily. <laughs> uh, various other tonics and such. Oh, for your balls. ball yeah. tonics. Ball tonics. <laughs> yeah. Like old old Mister Wilson. Can I get like, a, can I get like a, a Dr Pepper for my ball? Yeah. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Do they sell ball bomb? Kind ball of yes. Balms, scroat oil, scroil. But anyway, the the Patreon keeps jams. The Patreon keeps us from having to advertise shit like that to you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, even though we just advertise all those things all for that you. That's why I tried not to say the name. Of, I would um, gladly do antagonistic ad reads of mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, if, if you're out there and you're like, we'll roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're trying. We're trying not to do that. No, no, we're trying not no, to do no, that. I mean, I or, are you wanting to sell out? If you no, want, I, it, no, you need I'm, to have a discussion. If you want your ball tonics talked yeah. about, there is one we did turn down. Is there? Yes. Okay. Oh right, yeah, because right. There is one we've turned down. Oh, okay. At right. least one. All right. Yes. I don't remember, so you'll have to tell me off the yeah, air. Off the air, we will tell Yeah, we won't get into that. Because we're not we... telling you on the air. We turned well, them down. Sure, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, I'm just saying, if you are out there and you're in need of advertising and you're truly willing to roll the dice, yeah. like, we cannot guarantee what will come out of our mouths. We will not write or read anything. It is <laughs> we're just, fucking we're on the spur Just of send us a yeah. bunch of your shit, and yeah. then we will talk whatever yeah. we think about uh, it. We, you will get honest shit yeah. out of our mouths. Hmm. I mean, not necessarily shit, but it's a podcast. I, it'll, it'll be you know shit. what? I appreciate your sales pitch. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's that's what it would take for me to sell out. Is I'm not reading or writing anything for those people. I will just tell you yeah. what I actually think. You better make good shit. <laughs> well, and you were offered voice work, but 
Yeah, it that got it, weird. Well, yeah, but it also had to be like you could not be on the podcast anymore. It we was real like, weird no. the way it was. Yeah, the way it was worded. Yeah, yeah like a long time. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I don't think like I don't think it was in the podcast. He just yeah. couldn't do anything else or something. I, no, it was the podcast it was, specifically. Uh, it was okay. going. Yeah, they, they were going because, to get because when we all, to his voice. Yeah, because right. when we all read it, we're like, that means you can't do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's what I thought. And no. <laughs> Yeah, no one. We're also, like, we're fuck like, you. We're like, thank you, because <laughs> I halfway thought you'd be like, well, that's my last show. Yeah, we're, we're like, <laughs> time much? to make that sweet, sweet <laughs> video. Yeah, we're like, money. how much were they paying? Look, I have a price for everything, uh-huh. right? Yeah, <laughs> they and did not. Mean there it. is a there is an amount of money that will make me walk out of the studio backwards, flipping you guys off. Oh yeah, me too. But that wasn't it. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Certainly not. <laughs> it's <laughs> how much you got. Sorry, that was totally a visual joke that does not work for podcasting at all. Harlow was patting his pockets looking for money. <laughs> like, do I have money in my pockets for this? Mm-hmm. I want to make this happen. Uh, That's what Harlow just did. Right. But yeah. If you want BJ for voiceover work. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, don't just... make him sign an exclusivity and he'll do it. Right. I mean, money. I will do exclusive voiceovers for you for a price. Mm. Yeah. But I will get to continue to do the the podcast anyway email uh, bmf at bmfcast.com for advertising inquiries or uh or just to say hi just email yeah, us check out my new podcast it's called asm are we alone <laughs> gross yeah i will not Unsus- be listening. that's a good name actually subscribe yeah. write it down uh, it's put for it on creepy the list. ASMR. Oh, right. absolutely yeah. yeah i'm gonna be way only available at the 20 dollar level yeah yeah it's gonna be like riding your tweeters <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I think that was I was making love to speakers. And in the background, like a little like yeah. rinky tink piano oh, playing. Absolutely. I think we're alone. I think we're alone now. No, but slightly out of key. And... Yeah, yeah, out of tune. Yeah, just <laughs> no. a little bit detuned. And then it just goes into what about breakfast at Tiffany's? Right. Yeah. Deep blue something. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, if you go to uh, eBay dot com right now, if you're listening to this within the first few days of this episode posting. Type in BAMFCAST in the search box. That's BMFCAST. Uh, you'll find another round of our charity auctions. Neat. Uh, so we've we culled a bunch of titles from the library and put them up for, for bids. So get you some some physical media, you physical media people. And, uh, and do some good at the same time. Yes. Uh, all the proceeds, 100%. Every dime goes to charity. So... Once again, our charity is the, humane, the local Humane Society. Oh, nice. So... Uh, Anyway, uh, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Mm-hmm.